At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister, and this dude is Ralph Amson, who's doing the devil's work right now. And this is Reister or Wrong. So, my Lakers were eliminated from the playoffs yesterday, and... It's crazy. Like everybody is celebrating like it's their damn holiday. And you know why? Because they are poverty franchises. That's why. Um, And the Suns are absolute losers. Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton focusing way too much on the Lakers instead of on their own damn business is why they won't win a championship. Um, I never thought I would be the dad that allowed my kid to wear a robe to school and wear whatever they want. But apparently I'm Adam Sandler. I'm big daddy now. Um, And Ralph is going to read some quotes from coaches from their worst recruiting trips. And we'll try to figure out who it is. And if you've never heard of J.D. Vance, you will today, buddy. And um, what happens when you masturbate four times on a Southwest flight? (laughs) What? Uh, (laughs) So... We will start today with my Lakers being eliminated from the playoffs. They have three games (laughs) left and the rest of the NBA, particularly the Phoenix Suns are acting like that. This is a holiday. And I noticed that, that there's a lot of people dancing on Lakers, the Lakers 2022 grave right, right now. Ha ha. All of this. And I'm just like, don't you have other stuff to worry about playoff teams? 
I mean, and now the Suns fans have now, I mean, like last season, they were super annoying because they were they were like, yeah, we finally got here. Yeah, ha ha, Lakers. <laughs> and now you're like, again? Again? Like, why must you do this again? Because the Suns fans have no hardware, nothing to cheer about. They It, it is a poverty franchise. And... Like they are more focused on the Lakers and reveling in the Lakers failure this season than anything else. And you know what that means? That means that you're not used to winning. And now Suns fans have eclipsed Clippers fans from a couple years ago when they were talking all that shit. Oh, Chip City, Clip City. It's our time. No, it ain't your time. You ain't winning. Suns ain't winning either. So, so guess, guess what? You might make it to the Western Conference Finals. You might make it to the NBA Finals. But guess what? You'll just be the third, second place, third place, fourth place, which is a loser just like us this year. Boom. Boom. Okay. I mean, I understand. Uh, what, what is it you always say? A hit dog hollers? Yeah, yeah, I do say that. Yeah, I, I just I was trying to get through your hollering. There. Can I talk? Go ahead. Are we good? All right. So I just think it's important that at this point in his career, with everything that he has done, that people take LeBron James seriously. And I don't think there's enough people that give him the the credit that he deserves for being one of the greatest uh, athletes, regardless of sport, and, and definitely arguably the greatest athlete to ever pick up a basketball. And he asked us to keep the same energy. He asked us. He asked that of us. I'm I'm trying to respect the king. I'm trying here. So when I say that a roster with five future Hall of Famers losing 50 games, including... Eight straight to the Suns and four this season, all by double digits or more, including the knockout punch. I'm just trying to keep the same energy, just like he asked me to. Trying to be a loyal subject of King James Kingdom. And it feels it feels good to win, man. We 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 went 19 and 63 three years ago. It feels really good to be on the other side of that. Most wins in franchise history, um, uh, you know, the Lakers thing is great, but we don't have to think about them anymore. They have six months to think about whatever they want. We still have stuff to accomplish this year, none of which includes the the Lakers. They won't be part of it. In fact, I'm a little bit frustrated with the Lakers because if they would have done their job, then we could continue to worry about the Lakers and not probably have to play the franchise that has been our biggest curse over the last 20 years, the San Antonio Spurs in the first round. So I would have preferred to see the Lakers. They are of no consequence or contest to this year's Phoenix Suns or last year's Phoenix Suns, as we saw. I'm more worried about Greg Popovich, to be honest. And if you guys had done your job, then I'd be a little bit more comfortable with where we're sitting at 63 and 16. What What's the Lakers record? I'm frozen. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, but like no, we shit are, talk, we are, we are shit 30, talk aside, we are thirty-two games behind the Suns. Just, just know that thirty-two. Shit talk aside, oh, we're tw- and tw- the Suns are twelve and a half games ahead of second place. Yeah, and so I, I get the people keep saying luck, 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 whatever, and there actually has been a lot of luck involved. There's because they, they've been healthy. They, no, they haven't. Not, well, well, true because Chris Paul's been out, but but I mean, like they, they, but there hasn't been a lot of time without Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Correct. That was minimal. Correct. Um, but like. The, the Lakers have five players under contract next year, three of which take them over the cap by themselves, which is incredible because you know Russell Westbrook's going to hit that, hit that uh, yes, sir, he's button. Not the- absolutely. Uh, uh, <laughs> dude, if he could opt into that $47 million today, he would. Listen, he oh, would for be sure. a, a dummy. Listen, I don't care how many times they call me Westbrook, anything else. That That's actually just more of a like an eh, eh to you. Like, yeah. Oh, really? I'm gonna take yeah, and so, me. So LeBron, AD, and Westbrook will by themselves make almost 130 million next year, and the Caps 122. They only have Taylor Horton Tucker and probably Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't played a minute of basketball for them under contract. That's five players hey, that will that put Kendrick them. Kendrick Nunn will be right where we need him to be. And, and and over the luxury tax with five and, guys, and we're actually gonna lose probably the most important role player, which is Malik Monk, who's gonna make way more than the two what two million or however much he was making this year because Malik Monk can play some basketball, bro. Um, <coughs> but can, but here is what I'm talking about. Before we change the topic of this, here is how people are acting about the Lakers. They really put one shining moment behind the Lakers uh, season. The highlights. I got a tech. Oh, wow. Why'd I get a tech? The ball is tipped. There you are. Throwing the ball between the legs. First play. I can't watch this shit, bro. Okay, well, um, I'm sitting here thinking that Dwight. I want to know your feelings on Dwight Howard. That's what I want to know because he's in that in that promo. the The prime to me, the most disappointing season in Lakers history is 2012. Oh my so this god! Doesn't with, even, the, with with Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, like and, that experiment. And and supposed to be Kobe too, right? Yeah, yeah. And Co- Kobe ends up not healthy. Steve Nash ends up not healthy. Dwight Howard skips down and gets on Kobe's bad side. Dwight Howard comes back, wins a championship, comes back a third time, and now you have probably the second most disappointing season in Lakers history. What is the what is the Dwight Howard legacy in L.A.? Because he got the ring, but he, he also is a member of the two most disappointing teams I've ever seen. He's just no longer hated. He's just now like a. You know, he's just a guy who played on the team for a minute. Like, that's who he is. He's like Sasha Vujicic right now. Is he a Laker? Because I, I, I got to be honest. No. I, Hell I no, look at this whole team. I look at this whole team and I don't see a single Laker. LeBron's a Laker. No, he's not. LeBron, no, he's not. At, the end, of, at the end of his career. No, he isn't. At yes, the end of his career, what will he be? He will be a Laker. Bullshit. What are you talking about? He has embraced Laker culture. He has embraced L.A. 
losing? You shut your face. You shut your face. Dude, LeBron you, James is not a Laker yes, above he, all else. So, LeBron's so a Laker? Is, so what is LeBron James if he's not a Laker? LeBron went to like, what, 10 straight finals? He's missed the playoffs twice with the Lakers. He's I'm not, you, he's not a Laker. Ma- so what is he then? He's probably... He he's probably the first Heat super team is what he'll be remembered for. Despite what? all the Cleveland shit, yep. No, despite getting Cleveland, no. he won two titles there. He went to four finals. Listen, he he's and, certainly and more he of will a, be in the finals next year too. So he's he, he, LeBron is Wilt. LeBron is Wilt. Wilt's not a Laker. He was on the Lakers. He got a title with the Lakers, but he's not a Laker. Wilt is a Laker. What are you talking no, he's about? Not. D- does any other team claim Wilt like that? No. Yeah, Philadelphia, both no, Philadelphia they, franchises. Man, stop. Stop. LeBron LeBron has become a Laker. He was not a Laker when he got here. He was a mercenary. Now he's a Laker. He's one of the all-time great Laker players. What? Yeah. He he's not even top 10. Are you shitting me? As a Laker, Laker legacy, he's not yes, even he's top brought, 10. He's brought a championship he has brought other good things with him. Resurgence of the franchise. You gotta be kidding me, bro! And he's one. And he's just either the number one or number two greatest player of all time. Stop. He will. He but his that number, make him a Laker. Number six will be or number twenty three. One of the two will be in the banners amongst the the the, the Laker greats. Do you not think so? Yeah, but it, it still won't be like one of the top ten Lakers. That he's not ahead of Shaq. He's not ahead of Kobe. No. He's not ahead of Jerry West. He's not ahead of George Mikan. He's not ahead of He Kareem. is ahead of George Mikan. He's not ahead of No, he's not. He's not ahead of Magic. No. He he's not even in like the Byron Scott conversation. Are you kidding? man stop? He's Will. Byron he's Scott. Will. He's Will. Will is rental. one of the all-time greatest Lakers. No, he isn't. He's a rental who got you a championship, but ultimately he's a Cav or or Heat or just a kid from Akron, he's not. He he, he isn't, dude. And and his so tenure when, with so the Lakers. When, so when he goes in the Hall of the Fame, when, when he goes in the Hall of Fame, when he goes in the Hall of Fame, what what team would he go with? <clears throat> the Heat or the Cavs above the Lakers? It Absolutely. will not be or the Cavs. It will not be the Cavs in two because years of when Dan he Gilbert bandwagon hops onto the Phoenix Suns three peat train. Then maybe he'll be a Phoenix Sun. Phoenix Suns ain't winning no championship this year. Three peat train. You should you should but, wash your mouth oh, out with soap. Uh, you should what wash do you mean? your mouth they, out with soap. They just beat one of the all-time great Lakers eight times in a row. How could they not be championship bound? What? Dude, beating you said team, LeBron, beat LeBron is an all-time loss, Laker. Beat beating a 47 loss team. That doesn't that, that doesn't make you dope. That doesn't make you dope. LeBron personally just had one of the best seasons of his entire career. It was everybody else around him that was terrible. (laughs) And, and, and hurt. I mean, Kendrick Nunn hurt. Anthony Davis hurt the majority of the season. Carmelo in and out of the lineup. Dude, they started more lineup combinations than almost anybody ever. The, the, like only the, uh, the, uh, what do you what would come to Portland Trailblazers are up there with the amount of lineup combinations that the Lakers have had because of injuries. This is terrible. Only only one of the five Hall of Famers 
that are on the Lakers' current roster is going to be remembered as a Laker. Only one. Who is that? AD. What? And that's just because there's nothing else for him to have done yet. Stop. Stop, dude. AD is not a Laker yet. He is not a Laker. (laughs) He's done the same amount of good as LeBron Mm -hmm. for LA. No, no. No, no. They have no. a the bubble the, title. The the fan base. I'm telling you from Laker fan base. We're cool with AD, but he's not one of us yet. Because to be a Laker, not only do you have to be championship worthy, because because Jerry Jerry West Speaking of worthy, it. LeBron's not ahead of him either. Um so no, no, he's not ahead of him. So if you're going to sit up here and say that Anthony Davis is a Laker, right? Lakers fans, we're cool with him, but he's been hurt too much. There's been too much disappointment so far because of his injuries. And my, my just not calling him, not begrudging him at all, because as a player who got hurt a lot in the NFL, I get it. Sometimes it's like that. These are the breaks. But you can't fully endear yourself to a team when you're unavailable. You know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. Bobby Portis is one of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks fans' favorite players. Right. And he's a role player. So, like, you don't have to be one of the all-time greats of that franchise to be one of them. So, Anthony Davis has to do a little bit more than LeBron to be a Laker. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's, in, he's in Grant Hill, Orlando Magic territory right now. I just – I. We'll find we'll find out next year. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'll be looking forward when to seeing what this champion, front office can do. Championship, book it, bro. Book it. Um Booker. I can't wait till y'all lose in the playoffs. I am going to oh, I actually no, actually there's no oh, there's there's no point it, because guess it, how many videos people will will make about the Suns when they lose in the playoffs? How many hours will video editors spend making low light videos of the Suns? I heard Suns and playoffs. Everything else cut out. Exactly. None. Poverty <laughs> franchise. And and I was rooting for the Suns because I want Chris Paul to win. But all the rest of them dudes, too much. Too much. You Simmer it's it not. Down. It's gonna not gonna be good for you at the pearly gates in 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 heading into the afterlife when they find out you didn't like Mikael Bridges. That's like a I do I do like litmus test Mikael Bridges. I do like him and and I haven't heard him you know focusing on the Lakers too much or Chris Paul <laughs> or Chris Paul. I haven't heard him focusing on on them really. Either. So you're just you're just mad at Devin Booker. That's that's pretty much and DeAndre Ayton. Okay, all right. Um, and, and Jake and Jay Crowder just rubs me the wrong way, but, but like in a, I wouldn't That's, mind him being on my team. He's kind of like Patrick Beverly. Oof. I, I don't think I could, I don't think I could root for Pat Bev no matter what, yeah, but it, you do need, you do need someone super annoying to be good. And I learned that after losing to, uh, um, Bruce Bowen and the Spurs over and over and over again, and Robert Ori and the Rockets and Robert Ori and the Spurs and Robert Ori and the Lakers. I've learned a lot about losing. If you want any tips, let me know because you're in that boat right now. Nope. And you don't have to go it alone. No, we will. We will get out of this boat quicker than the Suns did. Won't be 19 years. 
<laughs> the Suns and Lakers, the Suns and Lakers were terrible for like the same amount of time uh, in the post Kobe, and then the Lakers got LeBron, and that was the difference. We were not <laughs> terrible the same amount of time because of LeBron. It, Bitch, exactly. by the way, you li- missed the playoffs the first year because because he got hurt. So it is what it is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. On to the next thing. I did not believe that I would ever be the type of dad that let my kid go to school in a robe. But I let my son, my two and a half year old, well, two and three quarter year old, go to school in a robe today. But he has shorts and a T-shirt on like an actual outfit. And then he was tripping before he left out of the house was like, robe, robe, I want to wear my robe. So I let him wear his robe. And it reminded me of Big Daddy from Adam Sandler, because my (laughs) daughter, who is 11 years old, I let her wear pretty much anything, too. She dresses like Punky Brewster half the time. 
And it's funny because when my oldest son, Damon, when he was younger, I would not let him. He used to want light up shoes, superhero shoes. And I'm like, absolutely not. You're not wearing that. My son will wear Nikes and Jordans and all the stuff that I never had. Because he's my son and he's special. He's the king. He's Simba. I'm sorry. He's the prince. He's Simba. And all he wanted was some damn like, daddy, I want superhero shoes. No, son. And but when my 10 year old, when he wanted him, when he wanted Skechers, when he was in love with Skechers, bought him Skechers. I never would have bought my I never would have bought David, my six year old Skechers. Never. And I've evolved as a parent and I actually like it. I'm like, why do I care if this is what they want to wear? Like, let them express themselves like my 10 year old. He went through this crazy sock phase and I used to push back on it and actually feel really bad on it now because he used to love wearing like silly socks. And I used to push back. But now I'm like, what if that's what made the kid happy? Why would I like why am I worried about? Oh, my God. Somebody's going to be like his kid looks crazy. Is his kid happy is the question. The thought of uh, of your youngest son walking around daycare in a robe with like a little bubble pipe. <laughs> dude, dude a little monogram. it's like a short, it's like a, the robe <laughs> stops before his knee. It's blue. It's got a red uh, thing and it's got like a, some kind of character on the hood too. It's got a hood. Uh, I, the the fashion battle as a parent. I mean, I remember I, I used to just part of it is just getting up early. I remember my stepmom used to like just point at the bedroom when I'd walk out of the bedroom wearing something that was stupid. She just point. <laughs> but then at the same time, my parents were were both poor and cheap. So I was wearing like f- factory to you like Voits Pro Wing shoes. And I, yeah, and, and, I, I XJ and the nine, one thing nine hundreds or nine. Oh my gosh. Like an upgrade would have been the mailman's, like that. That would have been an upgrade at shoes for me. And I used to get teased for 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 being a poor kid, right? And so I always said, you know, my kids are they're not they're not going to face that same adversity that was because me. it was avoidable. It was an avoidable adversity, so my kids aren't going to face it. And then now I watch. So my my oldest son, he wears like vintage band T-shirts that will allow him to strike up conversations with adults because that's all he wants to do is have a conversation with an adult. He wants to be treated like an adult. So he's going to go to school in his Prince Purple Rain T-shirt and someone in their 50s is going to be like Purple Rain. And then he's going to get to have a conversation with an adult and act like an adult. My uh, my my second son has no ability to mask what he is currently interested in. Yeah. So when he walks out of the house, it'll be like Mortal Kombat shirt, Mortal Kombat shoes, Mortal Kombat pants, Mortal Kombat hat, Mortal Kombat wristbands. And people look at him and be like, oh, do you like Mortal Kombat? <laughs> like, yeah. Like he has no ability to cover up. My youngest son does not. He, I catch him with a backward shirt almost daily. I catch him with backward shoes, like shoes on the wrong feet almost daily. He puts no thought into it whatsoever. He could not care less. And my daughter also wants to dress like punky Bruce. She wants, my daughter wants to be so colorful. She wants to have so many accessories. She just wants to look ridiculous. And I do want to like, I, I, I want to step in and be like, Hey, I don't know if this is going to be socially acceptable or not, but then she gets sad, which makes me sad. So you just kind of, kind of give up on, on those type of things. I can't, I can't let them go to school, like holes in their, 
in, in their shoes and shirt and stuff like that. But for the most yeah. part, too many bat too many kids to have the same battle with every single one of them at the exact same time that early in the morning. Mm. But but oh, you, you set the precedent, man. Right. What are you gonna tell him that he can't wear his robe tomorrow? No. Where do you draw the line with the wearing of the pajamas to school? Oh, oh, he also wore pajamas to school last week. He wore pajamas. Like I let him well, because he has this pajamas, the, these kind of heavier pajamas that he slept in. And so I put his clothes on. It was a little bit cool outside. I was going to put a hoodie on him. And he was like, no, no, I want to wear this shirt. He's like, no, no, red shirt, red shirt, red shirt. So it doesn't look like a pajama shirt because it's heavier. So I put his clothes on and then I let him wear the pajama shirt to school on Friday. Man, he's gonna be wrapped in tinfoil before long. You gave an inch. He's gonna take. He's gonna take ten miles. And he's your youngest, so you don't even have the energy for this anymore. You, Man, no, you, so so is this okay? Like, am I doing black people wrong by by letting my kid wear this, or am I doing the right thing? Uh, I would say if the goal is equity and equality, then black people have every right to send their kids to school in robes and pajamas. Love it. Love it. Welcome to the party. (laughs) All right. uh, You have some coach quotes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's hard for me. I'm just going to pick a couple. Okay. Uh, But there was an article that was posted today in The Athletic by Dave Ubbin. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, And the title was Coaches Nightmare Recruiting Visits Revealed, Jungle Cats, Cowboys, and the Shaquille O'Neal of Pitbulls. And this whole thing is just him getting anonymous quotes from college coaches about uh, some of the craziest recruiting stuff that they've been involved with and they've seen. So I'm going to read you a quote and you tell me who you think said it. Cause okay. you, you know, a lot of coaches you've interviewed a lot of coaches. All right. So this first quote is from a power five head coach. Okay. We were recruiting the kid from a Russian family from Hungary, and they made an authentic Hungarian meal, a traditional goose blood dish. You swallow it without chewing if you don't like it. Who do you think was out there eating goose blood? Oh, God. Okay, so it's not any of the big boys because they wouldn't have just been like, like, uh, that's not necessarily their recruiting base. I would go. Is this basketball or football? This is football. Gonna go. Maybe Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Matt Campbell eating goose blood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is one you're gonna love. I was doing an. In, this is another Power Five head coach. Okay. I was doing an in-home visit with a top recruit and I was in the middle of the conversation and I just started sweating. I had to stop and say, I have got to go use your restroom. So I paused and went in there. And when I say blew it up, I mean, I blew it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is this a current head coach or former head coach? All right. I was about to say, because my my guess was going to be Brady Hoke, but, uh, uh, who would blow up somebody's bathroom? This, that feels, besides Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that would either be Jim Jim Harbaugh because he'll 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 sleep on your couch, 
Or no, no, no. This is um oh, just went from Notre Dame down to LSU. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly Brian did that. Kelly. Brian Kelly did 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 that because he had too many burritos. All right. It's Notre Dame. He he the first kid he recruits that serves spicy food. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh here's another one. This is a group of five head coach. I was recruiting a kid in New Jersey and we ended up getting a car service to get through New York city traffic. We go over to Newark for a visit and we just had a black SUV. We park it by the house and our driver is sitting in there and everybody's phone in the house is blowing up. Everyone on the street thought we were FBI and doing a drug bust or a police sting. One of the guys we were visiting had to go outside and wave everybody off and assure the block was everything. uh, That everything was okay. I laugh now, but I literally thought guns would be drawn. We did get the kid. Okay, so you were in a rough neighborhood. So you were either, yeah, so you were probably in a big city, in a rough neighborhood. I'm going to go with either maybe Chicago, Miami, could be Memphis, LA like like there's a few places where this could have could could have happened. I am going to go with uh this a head coach too, right? It's a group of five head coach, so that's oh, kind of a, group a tough of five one. head coach. It could have been a former former Power 5 head coach. Um, I'm going to go with Brian Harson or or uh Ryan Silverfield at Memphis. Okay. And then this is the last one. There's so many. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll put the link in the description um, because a lot of these are, are really great. But this one is an absolute nightmare. So this one's called the Exploding Television. This is a former Power 5 head coach, so no longer employed. We were recruiting a kid we had no business landing. I had an assistant coach with me once who wore a hearing aid, but at some of the homes, the TV is always on. You're trying to talk about your school and the young man's life, but that's just what happens. They wouldn't turn the TV off and he couldn't hear. So my assistant coach turned his hearing up and it started having feedback with a frequency that was so high pitched, it blew the TV out. (laughs) It was an old school 52 inch box TV that was sitting on the floor. It was like beep. Boom! And all you and all you could see on the screen was a small circle. I knew what happened, but the dad couldn't figure it out. He was like, "What happened to our TV?" All you do at that point is keep talking. Author's note: They got the player. Okay, and then they gave him a bag for a new TV. All right, so <laughs> so that means that they were in the home of a kid who was so. This is older because it's a box TV. Yeah. So he's a former Power Five coach. Uh, who are some notable older five, Power Five coaches? Oh man, probably. Uh, I feel like this who, is like Larry that? Coker or like. Uh, or uh, who's a former Notre Dame coach with the with, with the awesome speech impediment, Lou Holtz? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> no. I can see it being Lou Holtz's hearing aid that blew the TV up. Yes. But- yeah, I don't know. No, Urban? <laughs> no, 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 no. But it was somebody like kid that they didn't expect to land. So it's, you know, somebody. Oh, like Dennis Erickson. Dennis Erickson. Yes. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yes. 
Anyway, I'll so we'll we'll post a link to this. This is on the Athletic, and it's a fun it's a fun story because it's anonymous and obviously like blowing up somebody's bathroom and blowing up somebody's TV uh, are hilarious stories. But there's some other really really good ones in here. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Next thing up, this was an actual political ad. Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? The media calls us racist for wanting to build Trump's wall. They censor us, but it doesn't change the truth. Joe Biden's open border is killing Ohioans, with more illegal drugs and more Democrat voters pouring into this country. This issue is personal. 
I nearly lost my mother to the poison coming across our border. No child should grow up an orphan. I'm J.D. Vance, and I approve this message because whatever they call us, we will put America first. He didn't say we're not racist. He was just like, are you a racist? Then guess what? Vote for me because I'll put America first. But there's so many problems with this ad. So I'm a person who is, I hate the partisan politics. I hate when people don't do what's best for the people of the country. Like it just chaps my ass, bro. Chaps my ass. And um, this dude, so his mother was a heroin addict, but it wasn't because of the borders. Like people don't you like drugs sell themselves because people go look at them. But Ralph, where did the drugs actually come come from? How did his mother end up a heroin addict? The same way that most of the country started struggling with with opiate addiction, the Sackler family convincing doctors that that was the best way for to, to handle pain management. The Sackler family, Americans. Yep. Americans, our doctors, our government our pharmaceutical companies, and then all of a sudden, instead of trying to address the fact that we got hundreds of thousands of people hooked on prescription pain pills, uh, we just pulled the rug out from under them, which means that they needed to continue um, down the path of, of, of addiction to get their fix, then they needed to probably go with heroin or now um, illegally cut fentanyl pills yeah, and, press, and things like that. Pills, so, which are- Super, super dangerous. And but this dude, but it's the Mexican fear that is like, yes, there are Mexican gangs. Yes, some of them are ruthless. They're pretty much operating in Mexico, the majority of like of the like the the terror that ends up happening. But we're like I grew up around Mexicans. I live in California. Anybody that I know, even Republicans I know that live in border states don't and have been actually around. They don't fear Mexicans the same way that people in middle America do. Like people in middle middle America think that, oh, my God, these immigrants are coming to take over the entire world like that. All of this stuff. And then they talk about the borders. People in the middle of America talk about the borders. They're like, draw these drugs are coming through the borders. We need a wall. A wall's not going to fix it. They drop drugs over the wall. They drop. They will drop drugs over your wall with a drone. They're digging tunnels underneath. Like the the cheaters are always ahead of the of the the, the regulation and the policing. They they will uh, drive it on boats, drop it in the middle of the ocean, and then scuba dive that shit out, dude. They have submarines submarines they use so the idea most of it that most of it's driven wall, across the border at checkpoints yes driven across the border in trucks and cars so the idea that a wall is going to fix the problem and granted i'm a person who believes that we need strong border security but it, but the premise is all wrong that this is that the wall is going to fix your drug problem it's not the wall is not going to fix that the wall is not going to fix coyotes uh, bringing people over the border. It's not going to fix it because the wall, first thing is, it's geographically impossible to put a wall across the entire border unless you want to have slave labor and people die like building the Great Wall of China. It's impossible. 
So it's so the like and they will go through the impossible spots. I I, I just it, it's maddening to me when people use this for political purposes when there's no truth to it. But do we need yeah. border security? Yes. It's just so J.D. Vance wrote a book called Hillbilly Elegy and it got turned into a movie and it was critically acclaimed. And he's he's piggybacking off of the fame that that earned him to try to get a spot in Senate. He is not just, you know, from a hillbilly family with a with a raised by a drug addicted mother. He went to Yale. He knows exactly what he's doing. And the strategy is now to say, hey, if you shy away from voting for conservative policy because they call you a racist, don't be ashamed anymore. Just let them call you a racist. So that's the strategy. And while I don't care for what he's doing, I understand it. What my primary issue with this is, is that one, it's bad policy. It makes no sense. If the money that you would have invested in a border wall, that's not going to stop drones, tunnels, driving through checkpoints, submarines, sailing on ships, planes. If, if you're going to build a border wall that doesn't stop any of those things to try to save the lives of people in Ohio, when you could just put that money toward treatment, rehabilitation and, and education, like there, there are things that you could actually use the money that would go to a border wall for that would make more sense. The second thing is, even if you are not a racist and you just believe that we're falling short on the border. And I got family that works alongside the border patrol. I can tell you how they spend their day. It's not what everybody else says that it is. They have thousands of cameras set up down there that are all on motion sensor. You get these um, hardcore, uh, you know, like um, freedom riding people that go down there and volunteer on the border. They get put in front of a computer all day to review thousands of slides of like motion sensor stuff that was caused by a Jaguar or a roadrunner or a tumbleweed. And every so often they'll find people who are crossing the border and they'll go pick them up. That is how current border enforcement works. That's what's actually happening. But they depend on the fact that people don't know how it's being enforced, that it's just open, that people are flooding through the borders, and then all of a sudden you have drugs. So that's their one plus one equals two. This stuff does need to be addressed, and it is serious. But in order to appeal to uh, people's sensibilities, you have to activate the actual racists that do want a border wall and do hate Mexico and 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 Mexicans you have to so in order to get anything done you have to dog whistle these people and he said screw it i'm not even going to dog whistle i'm just going to say like if you're a literal racist jump on my side we'll save american lives yep and that is a bizarre precedent to set and it just feels like we've inched one step closer to the the type of per- permissible and open hostility toward other Dude. people groups that does nothing to make this country great Dude, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, all of this. Like, this is their doing. Like, this is, they took what Trump was doing, and now they're like, we'll, we'll one-up it. Oh, they won't do anything about it? They'll, they'll, we get to keep our jobs? Cool. Let's keep it on. Keep pressing, baby. And because there are some people that like it and co-sign it. Not they us. play this weird, weird game of what if of like, okay, so... I'm not a racist, but what if everyone thought you were racist, but that could save lives? So they get you in this like weird, uh, would you rather? And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind if people I don't know thought I was racist if it meant that people didn't overdose on heroin. Fine, I'm a racist now. And that's just such a weird road to go down. 
when what we should be talking about is actual practical solutions that will keep this stuff off the street, keep people from dipping further into um, opiate addiction and educate people on what exactly is happening uh, and how, how we got here. Like the villain, the villain in this case was unchecked capitalism. That was the villain. And I'm not somebody who's like, anti-capitalist but that was the actual perpetrator of this thing that led to this story being personal for him yep yep bro 100 percent um the last thing up is there was a story ralph sent this to me so how dare he have the audacity to act like oh my god i'm shocked he brought it up um so he brought so he sent me a story said a man on a Southwest flight masturbated four times on the flight. And I bring it up and he's like, wait, wait, what do you uh, mean? How ca- I'm shocked. You're the one who sent usually, it to me. Usually we do show prep. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to, because th- this is something that would shock you. So I, of course, <laughs> I'm going right. to tell you about it. Jeez, a okay. Um, okay. So, There was a (laughs) on a flight from Seattle to Phoenix, a criminal report was filed on uh, Southwest flight 3814 on April 2nd. Antonio Sherrard McGarity is accused of masturbating four times in the seat next to a female passenger. The woman took photos when the man fell asleep. She told the flight crew what happened. They moved her to another seat. She turned over the photos to Phoenix police when they landed. The FBI interviewed him and says he didn't think the female passenger was uncomfortable with him masturbating and thought he and he thought it was kind of kinky. Hmm. Well, it's not. It's terrible. Don't do that. But where did you say the flight was headed? Uh, To Phoenix. Of course it was. Oh, and how many times? Four. So that's like a three-hour so, flight, two and so a half hours. One. So if four times, that's once for every double-digit win the Phoenix Suns had over the Lakers this year. First of all, who can masturbate <laughs> four times in three hours? That's first thing. That means that you have a problem. But this is the thing where people are like, "What do you? What do you? What do you mean? I thought she was cool with it." Dude, that is that is wild that and and again i just want to advise the innocent and guilty alike you don't have to talk to police you don't have to <laughs> like it is within your rights to not talk um because that you're not you're not winning this court case buddy no absolutely not um you guys i'm george reister he's ralph Evans, and this is reister wrong peace out catch you guys later at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.